Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. It's lunchtime, which means it's crunch time on SEN. Brought to you by the extraordinary Isuzu MUX. Go your own way with the three-litre Isuzu. Brought to you by the Isuzu D-Max is born to live and we are born to rock and roll. It's rugby league, it's the SCG, we're ready to go. Have your say. You set the agenda. Give us a call, 1300 01 1170. Text 0457 736 736. You can tweet us at 1170 SEN. However you're listening, we welcome you through 1170 SEN in Sydney, 1620 AM on the Gulf through SEN, or your digital radio, perhaps via Brisbane on SENQ. You can listen via the app, or maybe you're listening belatedly via the podcast. Hello and welcome. We are off and racing. Round one of the National Rugby League on Thursday night. The Panthers, wow, 20. 28 points to six. They were coined as a real spruit team, Manly, but they were put back in their box. Panthers 28 to six. Manly got plenty of work to do. Yesterday, the first of two games, the Raiders a big, big, brave victory. No Fogarty, no Rapinoe. 24 points to 19 after conceding the lead very late in the piece. A Moreland field goal. They bounce back, and I think both teams in for a great year. Jack White and holy dooly, how good was he? He looked fit. I've never seen Jack White in that fit that quick. He's in for a big, big year, the number six for the Canberra Raiders. And last night, it doesn't take long to get a big boil over. The Broncos 11, South Sydney 4. Kevy Walters, well, he wins with his son, Billy Walters, which means the last four games in the National Rugby League, the team has been won by a coach who has a kid in the squad. So that's the way that plays out. My two esteemed allies today joining me. Well, look at this. Both have decorated resumes. One hollowed by a premiership victory, 11 tests for Australia, seven origins for New South Wales, and now he is a rocking band member. The other, a leading actor on the world stage, having featured many shows, both on the big and the little screen, Game of Thrones, Avatar, just to name a couple, but what they both have in common, they are keeping the likes of John Grisham Honest, the authors, and I'm <laughs> pleased to say they're both here. Mr Spud Carroll, good afternoon. Right, great to be back. What about this stadium? Uh, the SCG, um, looking down there, just bring fond memories as a kid coming here watching grand finals on the hill and then uh, also watching cricket and I know it's been a week since we've lost the uh, great Shane Warne but geez, we've seen him play great here. Plenty to talk about. I have got my uh, newly appointed social media advisor here, Brendan Cow. Good <laughs> afternoon. G'day, Joel. G'day, Spud. Great to be here at the SCG. I, my, my dad put me in as a member when I was two Did here. He? Came through when I was 14. So it's like a second home to me, this place. I love it. I love coming out here all five days of the test. And mm. um, and these I'll miss it when the Roosters yeah. don't play here. Because I come out, you know, just quietly. I'm a reverse ScoMo who went from Bronte to Cronulla. I've gone <laughs> Cronulla. My second side is the Roosters yeah. now. And I just ran into... Boyd Cordner downstairs, and I tell you what, that guy could walk onto the field today. Oh, He's looking yeah. tremendous. I heard the, you know what, stupid me. So I was actually um, coming to this ground, and I, 
the car goes past, this black car. And I thought, oh, that's Boyd Courtney. I wonder what he's doing here. <laughs> anyway, uh, you forget the rugby league's on. We got it quite early. We are going to be calling the game later on. Matty White has got the call. The Roosters taken on the Knights. But don't forget, you set the agenda. Have your say. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You can text 0457 736 736. There's been a real uh, theme as far as fathers and sons are concerned. Well, we're going to catch up with Rod Wishart. Did you play Rod Wishart? Play with Rod Wishart for Australia, bud? Yeah, was he? Um, his name, nickname is Fishhead. Was it? And guess what his wife's name is? Gil. <laughs> no. <laughs> True story. No. It is. There were. Uh, it was always, remember, he used to have massive thighs. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was a bit of a funny thing going around there. But um, I um, yeah, just to watch his son play. I watched him in New South Wales Cup, and he's, he Good. got to start down in uh, the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. He's been fantastic. He was fantastic. Do you remember? Um, uh, What's the show with uh, Cameron Diaz in the hair? Me, my yeah, something about Mary. Something about Mary, yes. right? And do you remember um, Julia Gulia? Yeah. Was that in that show or was that Wedding Singer? Julia Gulia. <laughs> anyway, I played with the great Benny Galea yeah. and childhood sweethearts. He married Julia. Julia Galea. Lovely, lovely people. Wow. Right? Lovely, lovely people. That's a great, that's a great segue. I, he was my, um, he was right in the middle of my footy era when I was growing up with his heart. Playing for the Steelers, yeah. kicking them from the sideline in the in the in the white shorts, and what a player! And I think the Dragons let the sun go, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And then you know, like ha- happened so many times, the Storm go, we'll take him, yeah. and we'll turn him into a champion. What do you? What would you feel like as a club? Like you, you sort of haven't really rated a play because you let him go. And then the suitor is the Melbourne Storm. Is that when oh. you start to go, oh, no, what have we done? It's kind of like when you break up with a girl and you think, yeah. you know, I, I might That's upgrade here. I yeah. might upgrade here. I don't know. It's all right. It's yeah. it's not the most exciting thing. And then a year later, she's with some kind of stallion. <laughs> she looks unbelievable. And you're yeah. like, oh, could have hung around. <laughs> Brendan Cow, Mark Carroll. But I think, Joel, you spoke about the start with regards to father-son. So we've got Wishart and his son. Mm. Also got Sean Garlic's son, yeah. Jack. Um, Bronson's yeah. gone down there. Yeah. He's oh, been, he's, he's gone to the Melbourne yeah, Storm. he's gone to the Melbourne Storm as wow. well. So he's been given an opportunity. And as I said, I spoke to Wishy's son before he went down there. Mate, you got to, you know, when they say go and dig some trenches, you mm. ask how many. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a uh, Cooper Johns is another uh, son down there. Yeah. As far, so they do like that. They like the pedigrees, don't they? As we see the warm-up happening for the NRLW, it's been a smash hit to start the season. It's the This is a desperate affair. I believe both teams are winless, which is the Newcastle Knights taking on the Roosters. So the loser of this is probably Tata Tatiana. It's a big, big game. That'll kick off in about half an hour or so. The Roosters versus the uh, Newcastle Knights. Corbin Baxter is back, the captain of the Roosters. So there's a big inclusion there. Hey, boys, what have you been up to over the summer? Um, mate, I've been working on a television show called The Twelve for Foxtel. Yep. Um, it's really nice as an actor to have a job over Christmas. <laughs> it's usually a very lonely couple of months. So are you still um, doing it now or it's all Yeah, done? I'm still doing it now. It's a courtroom drama. Sam Neill's in it, Brooke Satchwell, Kate Mulvaney in it. And it follows a, a murder, yep. um, an auntie allegedly murdering a niece. Um, but it, it, it's more in, interested in the jury. Yes. And I'm one of the jurors. Play Gary Thorne, who's a bit of a dodgy bastard. Um, just to add to my lexicon of dodgy Australian bastards that I've played through <laughs> through history. Um, but I've been doing that, mate, and just and um, hanging out for the rugby league season, and and it's bittersweet for me because I'm none from three in the tips. And my, you know, I'm so excited it's here, but then my, my Sharkies got beaten by Ricky Stewart's team last <laughs> night, which just, that's even worse than seeing the X do yeah, it better yeah, a year yeah, later, yes. is losing to Ricky Stewart's team. What you know? about the end of that game, Ikevalu? It was one of those scenarios where you had to lean on the referee because 
No one, you could get all the forensics you could possibly find, but no one in this planet, of the 8 billion people on this planet, no one will ever know whether Ikevalu scored that try. Yeah, there's four blades of grass that could tell you, yeah. and the, but they can't, technology can't ask them to speak <laughs> That's yet. It. But only a matter of time, I think, till the bunker's in, in chats with the grass, <laughs> yeah. and the grass now has a voice. But um, right, they should right, have just given it to him and then and then looked to the kick from the corner. Yeah, that's what I thought. And just that was go, let's make it. a game yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Or either maybe change the ball so we put a snicker in it, like yeah. the cricket and the hands. And the, I'll yeah. see if it hits that blade of grass. But, yeah, the off-season for me, Joel, was um, January's so hard in the gym game, especially with uh, when the new uh, sort of version of uh, Omicron come through. So yeah. that was pretty tough. But, as I said, my other love at the moment's um, playing in a band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just with mates, um, we've got three ex-cricketers, Richard Chiqui, Mike Whitney, the great Mike Whitney, and, and Gavin Robinson, myself and Eric Grove Sr. Yeah. Yes. And two real musicians, a bloke called Steve Bowby. He is a phenomenon. He, he just wants to play the bass now. So Does he? And listen to all the stories. And a bloke called Andrew Dawson. And we're called True Sports. Do you have a few quiet ones while you're doing it? We have a couple of beers here and there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A couple of them are off the gear as well. Yeah. Uh, off the drink. Off yeah. the gear. <laughs> no, you're on there. No, no, you're right on the gear. I like having a couple of beers. But it's just... It's that kind of band, is it? <laughs> but we did a, uh, we did a gig up. up at Hardy's Bay um, four weeks ago. Mm. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, just to see the people in the crowd... Their eyes are like buttons. They're thinking, geez, these blokes sound okay. Yeah. Not, not blowing wind on my uh No, you can, I mean, you can play. I've had a few jams with you over the years. We played on the league lounge once, I think, we did. a wild thing with the harmonica. That was outstanding. Yeah. And every now and again, when, when Spud's training in his gym, yeah. he just turns up and gives you a rendition yeah, well, of a classic. Well, that's one of the things we do at the, at the gym. If it's your birthday, you get a birthday song. Yeah, you get a um, birthday song. But also, what's back today, the Rattler's back. Yeah. The Rattler's back. I've really oh, missed yeah, it. I've oh, got yeah. three good it rattles. Does. Yeah. The, uh, rattle the cage here. Yep. Um, but, you know, it's just good, you know, talking footy again. Yeah. Yeah, it, re it really, it really, really is. And you're playing Bella Vista. Is that right, Spud? Bella Vista. Playing Bella Vista. Bella Vista. Castle Hill? Uh, just near Blacktown. Bella just Vista. But best yeah. Bella Vista Hotel, but... For anyone out there, it's, uh, we're, we're doing uh, 27th of uh, March, which is another two weeks. I can't wait. They postponed it last week. Remember when you're getting ready for the game of cricket on a Saturday morning and you wake up and it's pouring rain, you're just dirty on the world? That's how yeah. I was. Yeah. It was like someone took the toys out of my cot. Yeah. You're not playing today because it was too much water. Yeah. At a pub. Yeah. Please. You've got to, you've got to wonder, like, how is this? You, you, when you're going on a plane and you're passing all the clouds, Clouds don't look like they've got that much water in them. No. <laughs> but, like, where is all the water coming from in these very fluffy light things? Yes, yes. Like, I would just say, you know when you, you've got the flu and the snot keeps coming out and you're like, it's physically impossible to have that much snot in my head. Yeah. And it's like that with the rain lately. Where is this rain factory? Well, what about, so we are up on level seven here at the yeah. SCG, right? We are up touching the clouds, basically. Yeah. And we've gone to the Brasco, right? Yeah. yeah. And... It's like it's flooded in there. We're about oh, 100 it's... metres up in the sky. <laughs> yeah. But I think it was, someone's been asked to clean the toilet, right? They've just come with a bucket of water. It's been flash <laughs> in, in your gut. It is Old absolutely school. soaked in there. Um, tell us about your projects. What's been happening? Uh, well, as you know, mate, I had the book out, the book out late October. How have um, the books plum. gone, boys? How's your book going? Still selling. Yeah, it's still selling. Penguin.com.au. Yeah. At all good bookstores. Yeah, Plum's in all the good bookstores. You guys read my book, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I've read the book, yeah. You took a little while. I hadn't, I hadn't, well, I hadn't read a book for years. Yeah. And it was, I was sort of towards the end of the holidays, I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a read. And, mate, well done. Yeah, thank you. Was it, yeah. was it, did it, was it close to home? Was it yeah, very close to home. Yeah. Very close to home. Mm. And, and I, I reckon a lot of ex-footballers will resonate with the character Plum. 
Yeah. Yeah. Timmy Manners said, you know, similar sort of stuff. He goes, you know, have, have you spoken to many players afterwards? And I said, well, I spoke to many players before mm. because I didn't want to, you know, deal with this stuff and the culture mm. and the and the concussion stuff um, lightly because it's disrespectful. I wanted to know what was going on. Yeah. Um, but it's really lovely here. And, you know, because I know it's also a bit taboo because it's a really sensitive issue in your guys' game. You know what I mean? It's hard to talk about. Do you know you what? Know? To be honest with you, I actually... It was, I actually finished reading the book and I've got two young boys, I've got two girls and actually one of them's about to start playing tackle rugby league but because it was so fresh after reading it, I actually said to my boys, and, and admittedly I was a sort of a fullback running type mm. of player and it, yeah, I think it's those, it's those players who get whacked more. You'd run low yeah. and you get whacked all the time. The, the, the people who make the tackles aren't as at risk to cop the knocks. It's right. the runner who gets it. And my boys play in positions which are more the playmaker role, mm. so different to me. But as soon as I finished reading the book, I said, boys, and I sort of was a bit delicate how I handled it. I said, oh, boys, it's good to do different things. Do you want to try something AFL this year? Do <laughs> yeah. something different? No, nah, Dad, we don't want to do that. <laughs> and I went, oh, well, fair well, enough. Tried. <laughs> but, but, but I actually, mate, it was very um, daunting in many ways because I finished the book, Brendan, and I almost came to the conclusion that I'm, rightly or wrongly, in my own head, I'm fairly certain that I'm going to have that condition, right, down the track. Oh, right. But I, I don't hold that against the game or anyone else. I, I, the game owes me nothing. I, I signed up to play the game, yep. and, and I love the game. Um, but I do, after reading that book, it, it made me very aware that I, I think that I'll be dealing with those problems down the track. Yeah, I, I found with the book... Um I didn't read the book. I haven't got enough patience <laughs> to read the book. So I got yeah. the audio book. Yeah, right. The audio book is next level. Is that it you? Really, are you doing it, the audio yeah, book? Yes, I, I read the book. So I, I read all the characters and yeah, the narration. And yeah, and Spud Sp gave me a call when he yeah. finished it. It was really lovely. To change it up and, and listen to the audio book. I, I put it on every night to go to sleep. I don't know if it's uh, your voice or whatever. It might be the stories. <laughs> put me to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you put it on for 10, 15 minutes. But... Um, my book Spud. I also had uh, Wayne Blair, who's a yeah. another great actor. He did he your did audio, he, yeah, audio. But you don't realise until I've I've done a chapter. Monique, my wife, does a chapter. You don't realise how hard it is to do a chapter. Yeah, and you have oh, got to yeah. read it and put it. And the way they do it, they up and down here yeah, and up and down. The, the energy level, and it was just absolutely brilliant. And um, I, I love what he uh, said. And I actually got a little bit of a mention. I, I've got a bit yeah. of a tear in the eye when I heard my yeah. name, and I'm thinking. As you as as you are, Joel, I worry about the young kids coming through. We we watched um you know, the other manly guy um who went off he, he went off, he came off the replacement, put his head in the wrong way. It mm. happens in yeah, rugby league and knocked him out straight out. These young kids, I just think, mate, wear the gear, put the headgear every yeah. the league what they should do is they should go and give a kid everyone has a headgear. Change them all different colours, make a pink, whatever. Because mm. the the, the real good players in their game, when we talk about Callum Ponga, where's the headgear? I want to look like yeah. Callum Ponga. Okay, you know what I think they've got to bring back, Spud? This is, like, and I'm thinking from a dad point of view, is I think this alone would dramatically help it. Once you come off the field, you're off. Remember the old days? Oh, that was the rule. So yeah, so because, because it slows it. the game down these days. We've got eight interchange, right? But yeah, That's it, why it, Steve Roach couldn't get back on, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But the game right. today is designed mm. for brutality, speed, power, it speed, is. power, right? But if you're a starting player and you're off, right, you're off. Mm. Josh Papali is off. He doesn't come back on the field again, you know? I, I think it's got to be, and it brings the little man back into the game, yeah. and you lose that... A little bit of that intense. Yeah, it's a really interesting point. What do you think about that? No, I think it's an excellent. I think it's an excellent consideration. And 
Um, like we're here at the Roosters home ground today for the temporary home ground, and that's probably the club I think that's led the way yeah. the best instead of going, we're not hesitating, they're out. I don't yeah. care if it cost us a semi-final. We care more about the gentleman yep. in our club than we do about the score, and, and that kind of stuff is the start. But the book plum also deals with what you guys have faced is like what do you do after footy when yeah. you've given footy 30 straight years of your life, mm. physically, right. mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and so is your family. What do you do then with your body? What do you do then with your mind? What do you do with your relationships? And even when you have got, you know, these concussion elements and these syndromes that are delayed um, impacts, how do you stay healthy like with Spud's gym? How do you keep communicating, reading books, staying physical and, and, and having a second go at life? Because what you do after footy is going to put you in more danger in correlation with the concussion stuff. Keep your text messages coming through. 0457 736 736, bud. Uh, it was quite amazing. Um, you know, I look at my life, Brendan. Um, when I finished rugby league, I retired at the age of 32. And um, I, my dad always made me work. I was selling office stationery. I'd put a bag of fruit on, go and annoy a few people. But you just don't know what you want to do. And mm. I just think, I've got That's to thank right. Russell Crowe for that. Um, those times I actually played rugby league again at the age of 36, I needed closure. Um, I retired. I didn't want to retire but due to a foot injury. I ended up playing rugby league again. Then I ended up working with Russell, and he writes in the book that he could see that I had no sort of vision what I wanted to do. And, he, yeah. and it was his vision. I've got my gym, Spud's gym. Yep. Um, he's seen what I could do when I was on set at Cinderella, man. 150 people there, and you know what the game's like, man. I just couldn't tape, tape myself. I just took, grabbed the whole lot. Every day I just took it upon myself. And Russell said, mate, I've seen you work at 150 people. Should open up your own gym. Mm. His vision has been incredible. I've been going 17 years. Do you know what you often hear, right? And, and, and to be honest, it's complete garbage because I've seen it firsthand. I, I have seen firsthand how much the National Rugby League do for their employees being the players, right? They, they do so much for them, mm. courses, etc. And people will throw out loose comments. They don't do enough for the players. They do far more for their employers than any other people. Uh, you know, I've worked in banks and things like that. They do far more for them. It's ultimately up to the parents and the players to look ahead to life after football. It's not a surprise. We, we know that if you start playing rugby league, just about at best, if you get to your 30s, you're flying. But most won't. And, and so it's not up to the National Rugby League to make sure that their life's going to be great after football. Mm. It's up to them. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Rocky's on the text line. G'day, Spud. Love listening to you because I often disagree. And uh, I can sigh sometimes and disagree, but you're spot on re-head knocks. We need to get serious in league. Love Brennan's book as well. Rocky from Gosford. Cheers, Rocky. Thanks, Rocky. Just watching the skill level of some of these girls out there, Joel, if we... Um I know it's hard talking on radio, but yeah. tell you what, you know, to see these girls live, what they do, they, they do all the same drills that rugby league player does. Yep. But I tell you, they, they're very, like, even some of the high balls, like, they're doing torpedoes and they're still catching them. They get fantastic to watch. I, I would not want to run at any of the women out on <laughs> that park. No. Like, seriously, they yeah. are proper athletes. They're mm. big, they're, they're strong. And I really like the kind of old school footy they play, the driving tackles and the ball movement. It's um, spectacular stuff. And I think it's commendable to the NRL to have the double header today, yeah. you know, to kind of bring the two, the men and the women's games together. And hopefully there'll be more of it. Mm. Uh, tomorrow's a double header as well. And uh, our team at SEN will be there. It's the Gold Coast take to the Parramatta Eels and both the men and the women's in the National Rugby League. But you're quite right, boys. Uh, remember when. Ronda Rousey burst onto the scene. Yeah. And this, no. she was like this phenomenon, you know. And then, yeah. and then within about five years, 
there was about 100 girls who would have easily beaten Ronda Rousey, and it's the mm. pipeline. Because when Ronda Rousey was coming through, there wasn't a lot of people doing what she was doing. and mm. So so far easier for her to be the very best. Mm. And all of a sudden, people start to come through and start to do it. And that's what you're seeing in this game here, the NRLW, mm. where so many young girls now, there's no stigma around dancing if you're a boy or playing rugby league if you're a girl. And there's so many kids doing it. My girls both do it. Um, all their girlfriends do it. And they're all very girly, girly types. Mm. And that's why I think we're seeing uh, such an improvement in the game. It'll only continue to go up that trajectory. Look, back in the day when this competition started, the idea of one of the women kicking a goal from the sideline, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. Now you're seeing it all the time. Yeah, and do you know what that means? That now that women's rugby league is on the rise, there should be male cheerleaders. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need to kind of yeah. equal all things up. Yeah. We've got 12 dancers over yeah. there. I don't see any blokes. No. Yeah. Let's get get some blokes dancing, yep. some blokes cheerleading. Yep. Let's get gender equality across Grab. the bar. Yes, I agree. Hey, boys, just on this too and why this is so important, and some people will say, oh, it's not making a lot of money at this stage. It's not just about that because people like my daughters, for example, and their mates – they are now loving rugby league because they're watching through this NRLW. Mm. So what happens in 10 years' time, you've got far more females turning up in the crowd. You, you almost double the audience coming through. So that's why the National Rugby League for the women is so very, very important. I think it's only going to grow. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Roland's there from Penrith. G'day, Roland. Hey, Joel. Hey, I'm Spud. Brendan. Hey, you... G'day, Joel. Joel, you're talking about concussions and head knocks, and I was just thinking about what you're talking about in the old days. And you know, Spud, you, you're a little bit younger than me, but I'm 59, and you know, I, I remember seeing you guys going for it. I was just saying, to Alex, there when I rang in, I was watching the front bar on Thursday night on Channel Seven, um, or it might have been Wednesday night, and um, they they <clears throat> had Jeff Fennick on, and I've got to tell you. Wow, you know, to see him at his age being interviewed now um, and you can see an old boxer with the concussion, uh, whether he wants to deny it or not, but, yeah, you can actually see the effect it had on the way he spoke and interacted in the interview. He still did a good job, but you can actually see the after effects. And it was, you know, as I say, you know, pretty sad. And I don't want to see that happen to you, Joel, because I enjoy you on a, every afternoon, so don't go down that track, please. No, mate, I appreciate that, Roland, but it is a reality, I think. You know, we can't undo what's what's happened in the past, bud. But, uh, but as I said, I've got no regrets about it. Yeah, well, it's the, the way I played and the way I, the year I came through, was um, it was a badge of honour not to go off. It was just one of those crazy things. I was more worried about my dad jumping the fence and kicking me up the arse <laughs> and saying, get up, get up. But um, the thing about concussions, Joel, they stay in your body. Yeah. I, I know I've got them in my body and... How how that comes about is you know you, you do something silly at the gym and I remember I was training the uh, the Waratahs and um, there's some big men who in play rugby union and we're doing boxing just poundage work so what that means put 16 ounce gloves on hitting each other as hard as you want yeah. for six punches then it's his turn blah 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 no headshots but really big hits and I remember I got a little bit confident about myself and. Yeah. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. He's about six foot ten. Um, and I was just kept walking towards him. I said, you've got nothing. And he just going bang, 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 bang on my chest. And my whole body went into a shutter mode. Yeah. as if they go, that, 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 that. And I shook my head. And I was right to go. And he goes, you're okay? I said, I'm okay. But they stay in your body. Yeah. It's quite incredible. The deja vu effect. I remember, you know, looking down here, the, the games I used to run in with the Chief, I knew what was going to happen. A couple of times I went a bit too low and he... And he he dropped me. Yeah. I remember trying to get up, and my head felt like 30 kilo. I kept falling down, up and down, up and down. But it was just the uh, – see, you've been brought up. 
You know what, um, Roland? I remember three vividly. I was 15 playing for Port Macquarie at Warhope, and I got ironed out, and I, I was just sick the whole day. I'd, I'll never forget how I was so out of it. Another time was at Leichhardt Oval, where I won't name the person. I'll probably never name the person, actually. It was the biggest dog shot where I'd turned my head, and they whacked me on the temple yeah. to the point where the coach at the time kicked the player immediately out of the club. Yeah. It was such a dog shot. But my wife was pregnant at the time mm. with our first, and the boys were mucking around saying, oh, you're having twins. And I didn't even know my wife was pregnant at that time yeah. with that concussion. Wow. Uh, the third time was at Shark Park. We were playing at Shark Park, and I'd been ironed out on the halfway line. We went on to score in the corner, and it was my job to have the kick. And I vividly remember being at Shark Park, sort of dazed going over to the kick, and I knew that I was a 0% chance of making the kick, but I just didn't want to embarrass wow. myself. I, I was just so conscious to try and just kick the ball and make it look close. Oh, wow. um, so, Roland, and I'm not the only one of those stories. There's a million people with those stories. And, and having many concussions, as Spud says... It's just going to stay in your body, isn't it, Spud? I do. And have you been checked recently? Well, I actually went to a... I, I, I wasn't as aware of, mm. of the whole thing, so I actually booked in to see a brain guy about CTE. But you can't actually no. find anything on that until you're not you're around anymore. <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah, yeah. So, but, um, yeah, that, and the, a lot of the stuff, like there's those big hits that you guys talk about, but there's, you know, they say you've probably got a couple of hundred in there before you even go professional because there's just those impacts of those... Those those little tackles, yeah. and like you were saying, yeah. getting hit in the chest. All those little jolts that, that just rock your head. of your brain because in your head. the brain is just this organ in a yeah. jar, you know. And you think you're just rattling one. this little organ in a jar. And you know, if you've fallen off your if off your dad's shoulders when you were young, or you've run into a a drawer, or yeah. you know, you've been in a crash where your head's just gone forward and back. Those little moments, yeah. they're all little concussions, and they all add up as well. And yet, then of course, there is the huge ones that you know take time out. Um, but you can combat that by challenging your brain, you know, by reading, by, you know, monitoring yeah. your drinking and not throwing worse poisons on it every yeah. day yeah. And, and sitting there and relaxing into your body and, and stuff like that, staying fit, using your brain, challenging yourself, picking up new hobbies, communicating with other men, other men who've played footy. All that stuff, which is what the book's about, you can really combat it in after football, yeah. you know what I mean, and give it a good go. It's just then when you rest back and go, oh, no, I'm in trouble, that's when it's going to get worse. Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing out of your book was um, go and speak to him. You know, if you want to speak to someone about it, yeah. ask them, you know, is your mate okay? Are you okay, mate? You feeling yeah. okay? Because a lot of people go inside themselves. I know like myself and the poor, poor Harrigan. Now, now and then we'd ring each other and see how we're going. Yeah. People think, mate, you guys used to hate each other. But mm. when I was played footy, yes. Yeah. But now, life after footy, we've got a legacy. People still talk about collisions. Yeah. 25 years ago. Yeah. But it brought a, it brought a smile to their face. Yeah. You know? When but I, you guys collided out of respect for each other because you went, that is the other toughest guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you didn't run at a guy you could run over. You yeah. ran at the other Head dot the big yeah. king of the other side. Yeah, head of the snake. It was only because you knew the chief was, you know, just as good as you and tough as you. Yeah. You could run him. What do you make of all of that, Roland? Yeah, look, guys, I, I totally, and, mate, I, I feel for you, all of you. Um, but, you know, and I agree with you, Joel. I think the one thing the NRL has to do is actually reconsider the uh, replacement rules, you know, I mean, and bring back some of that stuff. Even if they bring it down to four interchanges, it'll really bring back the fatigue factor of the game, which you know, I've often heard it, but Spud, on that concussion thing, I don't know, I've heard Tunksy talk about it, Peter Tunks, and he believes that the headgear has actually no uh, help at all. 
Um, and yet I do know junior footy when my young bloke was playing, I think right up to under 14s or 15s, I think, that was mandatory they had to wear it. Um, so I don't know where, what, the, what the real thing is about that. Head. Yeah, I've read so many different sides of it. And I'm with you, Spud. I reckon you should wear it. But anyway. Yeah, well, well the reason so. Roland why I started wearing headgear, I got graded when I was 19. Um, I mean, back then was what they call under 23s. But when you were playing under 23s, if you were first grade and you were coming back and get a little bit of uh, condition, they put you in under 23s. So you, you button heads with bloody Stan Jurd yeah, from yeah. used to be Parramatta. And I remember I, I was getting concussed quite a bit. So then I started wearing a, a headgear mainly just for confidence. Yeah. You know, it was it was confidence thing. You're putting your head in the wrong way, which we've seen on the on the weekend. The manly play going straight down. If you put your head in someone's hip, it's going to hurt. You're yeah. going to get knocked out. As we said, Brendan said, your, your brain's just in there in a, in a little ball going side to side. So um, for me personally, for the, especially young kids out there, up to the age of 17, right, give them a headgear. It's just a, it's better for their confidence. Is it going to stop getting concussions? Probably not, but it just gets their head in the right way and uh, and, and, and help them off a little bit. Hey, Roland, we've got to go. We've got to hit the break, mate. We appreciate your call. Uh, we're taking calls after the break, by the way. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You have a good day, Roland. Text line 0457 We'll catch up on some of those uh, after that. Uh, this is Crunch Time. All thanks to Asuzu. We have got the great Spud Carroll here, Brendan Cowell. I'm Joel Kane. A break and back with plenty more. It's lunchtime, which means it's crunch time on SEN. From kickoff, it is the NRLW about to start. It's the Newcastle Knights versus the Roosters. And the skill level, as we are talking about earlier, it is absolutely magnificent. We are here thanks to Isuzu D-Max. Is born to live. Uh, yes, bud. Joel, as a parent, I just want to know, now the girls are in full yeah. swing, do they actually go out to schools and teach the uh, the kids? Well, I, know the, I know the rugby league players go out there and do the different courses. Yeah. Do they do it the, uh, for, for the women? Mate, I don't know, to be honest. Um, I, I know that uh, down our way, Cronulla, a lot of the clinics and that go on, but I honestly don't know about the involvement at schools. I imagine they do. Uh, I imagine they do. I'll just, um, before we get into the games from last night, a, a lot of chat around... Bush footy, you know, and I was talking to Nick Davis about this, and people are saying, "Are we doing enough at the bush footy? Is is the bush different these days? Uh, uh, more, like, what's the population in the bush? Is it similar to what it was years ago in comparison to the health of the rugby league, or has it regressed the population, and therefore, as a result of that, the bush footy would also regress?" And I've lived out in, mm. you know, Group Twenty with Lake Ajeli Go and Group Ten with Blaney, and mm. you know, Group Two, Group Three, three Port Macquarie. That's and, right. Um, do we know those numbers, bud? I played in Group 2. I actually played for the Aurora Valley Axemen. Yeah. So I see Sam Burgess is now the um, coach up there. So they're trying to rekindle, get the area bigger and bigger and stronger. But I just think we need to do a bit more for the country. Yeah. I really believe that. Um, they were there when we, 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 they were there for us when we couldn't play at our home grounds. Yeah. I think we've got to give back to, back um, you know, back to the uh, the country. Yeah, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We've got plenty of text messages here. We'll get to those very very shortly. Uh, but Brendan, you may want to block your ears because here's what happened last night in the first of two games. 
Four players involved. There must be gaps somewhere. Talakai fills the void at dummy half. Goes deep to Hines. He links up now with Moylan. Fires it out the back to Kennedy. Oh, yeah. Now he's got Katoa. There had to be a gap somewhere. And the man, the son of Bubba, Will Kennedy scores the try. And the Sharkies are back. Oh, oh Wilton. The pass came from Nico Hines. He gets his first try assist to the Sharkies jumper. And it was simple. It was effective. And a man who's had a brilliant first hour or so of the game. Teague Wilton scores the try. Here comes Moylan. Moylan steps. He kicks. He runs straight back because he has nailed it, Matty Moylan. He kicks it. The Sharkies take the lead. Cronulla Sharks 19. Canberra 18. Whiten, left-hand side. Gets it away to Hudson Young. Tomoko gets the pass back away. Hudson Young charging for the line. Charging like Steve Jackson in the 89 grand final. And Hudson Young takes the lead for the Canberra Raiders. Canberra 22 kick to come the shark he's 19 yeah they kicked that goal and they won 24 points to 19 uh a good win to canberra brendan i know your team lost the sharkies but i have to say i actually left that game thinking i think both teams are in for a good year what did you make of it yeah i, I completely agree i thought things you know things look like pretty good for the sharks when um, Jamal Fogarty was um, taken out for four months. I thought, oh, we'll do this easy. And then we, lo we lost our coach. I thought, you know what, this might have evened up. Um, you know, and, and they usually have a really good clash. You know, I like to call it the Blake Ferguson Todd Carney Cup, um, sponsored by Bacardi. Anything can happen. Um, and optical illusions. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was, you know what, I've got this KO account. What about um, Josh Dugan? Gets it? What happened to him? Well, we don't mention him, <laughs> but um, we, I, I've got a, a KO account, and because yeah. I'm such a nice guy, mm. I got, gave my nephew access, my cousin who hasn't been so well access, and I gave my mum access. Mm. I found out last night it's a three-screen limit, so <laughs> yeah. I, got home oh. to, I got home to watch the Sharks. <laughs> it kept saying, screen access denied oh, over no. the limit, and I've texted all three of them. They're like, yeah, we're all watching, and then I thought... Well, I can't really kick off my mum. I can't yeah. kick off the no. cousin who hasn't been well. And the nephew's 15. I thought, oh, I want to get him into it. So um, I just turned on the radio and uh, watched a blank screen in my own house. <laughs> well, I tell you <laughs> what. To it, and it was probably better. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, there is another conundrum we have. I have got here, and thank you to Alex from the Roosters for giving us these passes. I've actually got four parking passes, right? Husky's going to want one. Jimmy Battle's going to want one. <laughs> I might want one, and Spud might want one. Four doesn't go into five, Brendan. No, it doesn't. Well, that's why I've got the, I've got the old Uber here today. But <laughs> oh, did you? No, look, I, I, it really stings. It stings listen, losing to a Ricky Stewart team. Yeah. But, you know, I really feel like Nico Hines and Matt Moylan have got a very similar game. And it sounded like, to me, sounded like, because yeah. it was a purely audio experience. <laughs> um, I couldn't say it looked like. Yeah. Um, it sounded like we just lacked a few, a little bit of punch through the centre. What I liked about that trial against the Bulldogs Dogs, is that we went wide and then bang, we came back yeah. through the middle with some of those Uellies, Toby Rudolphs. Yep. Yep. And we sounded like we tried to go around them a bit. And also, the, a bit of the Sharks of old in the first half with all those penalties. You know, you give away 18 points, it's it's pretty hard to come back 18 6. But we nearly did it. Maybe if Nico Hines, you know, when he made that break, yeah. he wasn't pulled back. If Jesse Raymond didn't have a brain explosion and take the bloke out when we're doing, we're 19 18 ahead. But you know what? Give it to him. We'll be back. Spuddy, 33% of the ball they had in the first half. I've never seen this in my mm. life where we looked at the stats at half time and 
Blake Braley, mm. who had 60 or 70 metres, he had a very good first half, but I've never in my life seen a dummy half lead the metres at half-time. Have you ever seen mm. a dummy half have the most metres in a team? No, it was quite incredible. But first, you got to think about Coach Fitzgibbon. He's been waiting all his life oh, to be through his first game against <laughs> oh, no. bloody COVID, so I felt really sorry for him. I would have liked to have seen his uh, energy at home. We should yeah. have had a camera in there, I reckon. Yeah. Just seen his, uh, you know, some people, are, he might have been very calm, but I don't think he would have been calm. He'd been <laughs> screaming down the phone, but 18-6, but some of the stats, like in the first half, as you said, they did well to come back. They'd be leading at 19-18, but the game goes for 80 minutes, and unfortunately, I would have... They should have awarded the try and see how good this guy can kick. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, it all came down to whatever. Look, in the call, I actually called him having scored the try. Uh, ben Cummins disagreed with me. And, and in the end of the day, no one is ever going to find out. We, no one's got a clue whether he got the ball down or he didn't. Um, as I mentioned uh, about Jack Whiten, geez, he looked fit. He looked quick. Uh, uh, I said earlier before, it was as though that... Um, Ricky Stewart had gone to him and said, look what Turbo did last year off the source. I've never seen him. He was square. His arms are enormous. Yeah. I saw a couple of photos with him because my mate Matt, Matt Lenevez, um, you know, fellow actor, he's, he played Dennis Lilly to my Rod Marsh. Um, he, Him and I are barbing each other, Raiders v Sharks, the whole time. And he, he's been sending me photos of of Jack White, and I don't know what he's doing with the photos late at night, but, you know, <laughs> and he looks insanely fit. Wow. Huge, fast dynamic. And Matt was saying they've got a whole new fitness regime there, nutrition, training, that they've really mixed up the old Ricky style. Well, tell. And I think some people have come in and take some pressure off Ricky a bit, and he's just kind of directing, you know, the ships. But it yeah. sounds like they've got a, a new idea of, of, of fitness, and, they've, and Ricky's kind of opened that up. And you could see last night there was some different energy with the Raiders, and, yeah, they'll be in the top eight with the Sharks for sure. With the Sharks, yeah. I've got the Sharks in my top eight. Um, cool. Raiders are on the edge, but I did... I said White, and he just did fantastic. He's, it was his 200th game. He goes hairstyle the match, yeah. very mm. slick. But he's, he's a talent. He's proven that, uh, you know, playing Origin. But when he worries about his own game, not everyone else... He is uh, fantastic for the Raiders. Yeah, the the listeners will help us out with this, but and you mentioned the set piece, and, and yeah. teams hold back things. You don't see it in the trial. Braley scores from the lock. They wouldn't have done that in the trial. Yeah. But what happened was, and it was a little bit similar to what the Chicago Bulls did a couple of times with mm. Michael Jordan mm. in those big games, and our listeners will, will tell us who the players are, but there was two occasions where um, everyone assumed the game was on the clutch, it was ready to go, and everyone assumed that it was going to be Jordan, right? It was going to be Jordan, but instead, the ball went to a lesser light, and that's what happened with Canberra to win the game. Yeah. He'd been so dominant, Jack White and does a run around, they yeah. all chase Jack White, and the ball goes to young Tomoko, mm. back inside, they scored the try. Uh, there you go. Plenty. Of t we will get to these text messages, I promise, but we do need to break. one 300 this is Crunch Time. All thanks to the Isuzu D-Max. Is born to live. Spud Carroll, Brenda Cow. I'm Joel Kane. A break and back with more Crunch Time. Follow Crunch Time on Dabble. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Tell you what, how good is it having footy back? Very excited here at Dabble to partner with the SEN Crunch Time this year. And Dabble is here to help the Crunch Time listeners. Dabble is a betting app made to be an online community as well. So it's got all your usual NRL markets, but a whole lot more. So obviously you've got your head-to-head -head futures, which is a big one at the moment. But you can also uh, follow your mates and you can follow other tipsters as well. So, for instance, let's say you've jumped on the app, you've signed up, 
up, you want to follow your mates, and maybe you've got a bet that you want to put on, you're not too sure about it. So there's a banter channel, which is basically where everyone is and they're having a chat about what's going on. So say you put your bet in there, people are going to have a look at it, they'll give you some feedback. It's a really encouraging environment. If you can't be bothered studying up about the game, someone's got a nice multi there for you. You just click the copy bet, bang, you are away. And the other thing about it is, while you're watching the game, you're getting involved with other punters. So people are on there, they're in the, the banter app, and you're just chatting away with other like-minded people. Who to follow for the NRL? Because we're all excited about it. We're all happy that it's back. Uh, Robbie Farrar, he's already up to close to 30,000 followers, which is insane. I'm pretty sure he's the most followed punter on the app. You've got Chris Walker as well. Uh, Trevor Gilmeister's been having a bit of a dabble. He's had a few uh, multis up there as well and a couple of future bets. A lot of people seem pretty keen on the storm. Uh, Manly's a big one as well as the Roosters. Uh, plus, there's a guy by the name of Jake Carden. He's done a futures bet for who's going to finish in the top four. He's thinking Storm and Manly as well. And then you've got uh, the Eels in the top eight too. He's chucked in there and a few people already following that bet. Uh, now, I know the Crunch Time team, they're on the app. They're having a double as well. Uh, if you'd like to follow them straight away, if you type in the code Crunch Time, you'll automatically follow that account. Now, let's have a look at this multi. We've got the Roosters to win by 11 to 20, which I'm liking. Warriors to win by 1 to 12. And the Storm to win by over 12 as well. Now, that's paying that's paying 22.47. Now, Sats, I know you've had a bit of a dabble. What are you liking? So excited to be representing the NRL Crunch Time team with Dabble and helping you all with some tips and big wins each and every weekend. And make sure you follow me on the app. My username is Sats13. That's Sats13. And this week, I'm going to focus on the Roosters and the Knights. The matches at the SCG kick off is at 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And the Roosters to win 13 plus in that match. Now, the second leg will be total points, be under 47 and a half. And to finish it off, Satili Tupanua, the big back rower on the right hand side, anytime try scorer. Be a nice little earner, nice little Bunsen burner for week one of the NRL. Can't wait to help you all out each and every week with my tips, so make sure you download the Dabble app and follow me on Sats13. Go on, have a dabble. Love it, Sats. I'll even chuck your follow as well. Um, but uh, you can jump on Dabble, follow the Crunch Time team, copy their bet. Uh, best of luck for that. And just a quick mention, uh, quick mention, sorry, that Exotics are now on the app, and a guy by the name of Four Leaf Clover, shout out to him, he placed the first Exotic, and how's this? Not only did he place the first Exotic, he won the first exotic as well, paying like 55 bucks. He was killing it. May dabble history. So go on, have a dabble, dabble socially, and gamble responsibly. Enjoying crunch time banter? Check out Dabble Banter channels and copy crunch time bets. Go on, have a dabble, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Well, the NRLW is about to kick off. It's the Roosters who will defend the northern end of the ground. Uh, the Newcastle Knights at the southern. Uh, Spud's already cramping up. We're only an hour into the, the program. We've got the call here, by the way. Matty White will call the NRL action. They have kicked off here. The Sydney Roosters. one 1170 is the way to have your say. The text line, 0457 736 736. It's crunch time. Brought to you by the Isuzu. D-Max is born to live. Brendan Cow, Spud Carroll. I'm Joel Kane. Boys, awesome show, blokes. I tried to looking up the book. 
Uh, what's the Brendan Cow book? Is are all talking about, please. And and Spud's book. Uh, I've got those on the radar. It says Socks Up. So it's Plum and Spud. Spud's the name of the Spud, book. Spud, yeah, the Mark Carroll story. So Peng- just repeating how you get them, boys. Penguin.com.au or any good bookstore. Yeah, Plum, Plum by Brendan Cow, like the f- the fruit, it's based on his name, Peter Lum, Peter the Plum Lum. And yeah, it should be in all good, average, fantastic and bad bookstores, all of them, go in there. Uh, this one coming through, uh, great show, fellas, working out in the yard, radio on, stubbies are icy and the sun shining down here in Melbourne. Have even got the lovely on to you blokes as well, a good day, Murph in Coldstream, good on you, Murph. Uh, you got a few coldies in Coldstream. Finals game six. Yeah, this is the, the, the basketball, boys. Mm. Finals game six, 1997. Steve Kerr hit the game-winning shot while Jordan was being triple team. That's Damo. Mm. Uh, this one also coming through. Uh, this comes from Up the Milk. Philby from the Capitol. He says, John Paxson and Steve Kerr were the Bulls game winners in the finals. Yeah, we're talking about the fact that uh, Jack White had been so dominant yesterday when it came to the clutch. He did a run-around play. They all chased him out. Tomoko hit the ball flat back inside, and uh, Hudson Young would score the match winner. And a very, very important win because, uh, Brendan, that's the sort of team you'll be competing with, Cronulla Sharks, come the end of the season, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, there's no need to relive it time and time <laughs> again. But um, I know I, I know we have to do it just yeah. so, you know, we've got to hit the topic. But I said that to my cousin last night. Yeah. I said, we've got the Eels next week, you know, and you just think... It's so important. Like, every win is so mm. important. And, you know, you look at the Dragons and the Warriors and you think, geez, the Dragons look good and they've got some four. Geez, the Warriors, if Sean Johnson plays yeah. all year, for, you know, and uh, Fanua Blake. And, and you think that seventh, eighth spot, yeah. if indeed it does go as everyone expects with, you know, Roosters, uh, Storm, Eels, you know, Penrith um, taking the top four positions, those seven and eights are going to be, you know, very, very competitive. Uh, around the grounds we go. We are here at the SCG. The Roosters, oh, good tackle. Now it's a high tackle, so it's a penalty. Roosters will have the first opportunity of the match in the NRLW as they head down towards the southern end at the SCG. Uh, yeah, this one coming through. Uh, g'day, gents. Great win from the Broncos last night. Capewell was an absolute beast and mm. led the team nah. with his defence and yep. kick chase. If they can get that right edge with Reynolds, Ricky, Staggs and Cobbo to click, it's going to be a good season, says Damo. We've got to take a break, but uh, on the back of... Uh, who were those basketballers again? It was Paxson and Kerr. It's in the Last Dance. Yeah, they play it out in the Last Dance documentary. If yes. you haven't seen it, yeah, there's a whole episode where Steve Kerr talks about that moment, and you know the alpha male Jordan going, "Okay, I'll give it to him." You know. So let us know on the text line or call us one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Text oh four five seven seven three six. Tell us some unlikely heroes. We spoke about Paxson. We spoke about. Kerr, and last night it was Capewell with the field goal. Let us know on the text line 0457 736 736. Crunch time brought to you by Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Spud Carroll, Brendan Cowell, I'm Joel Kane. Maddie White not too far away for the call, which is the Roosters take you on the Knights. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, welcome back to the SCG. Crunch time brought to you by the Isuzu D-Max is born to live. About 30 metres out, Spud felt it. He said it's try time. The Roosters were on the attack. And just like that in the NRLW, Spud, four points to nil. A try in the corner by the winger. Four points to nil. The Roosters leading the Knights. About 10 minutes gone in the first half. Yeah, great skill level with the uh, torpedo pass. They went three people wide. But the what I like about the girls, they get deep and they run hard on the yeah. ball, don't they? It's great footy. It's great footy. There's no doubt about that. I think Isabella Kelly gave the final pass there and they've scored the try. So well she done. She could have scored herself there too. Yeah, I probably would have thrown the dummy and scored myself. That's what <laughs> I would have done. 
Um, just so the listeners are sure of that. And the goal kicker would, like, would have liked that, wouldn't she? Yeah, right, exactly. Righty Parker, the Righty try Parker in the in for the first try. First try at the South Eastern end of the Sydney Cricket Ground. Looking forward to this. She's a tell you what, boys. Looking over there, the Sydney Football Stadium oh, yeah. is coming along nicely, isn't it? How yeah, exciting is it? it's really exciting. And I know you guys are really pumped up for the opening in September because the first act is uh, Justin Bieber. Have you got your tickets? Is that the first uh, Yeah, is that you're the a very believer, first aren't you, Jolly? My you... daughters are a believers, yeah. Uh, they're your daughters are believers. There's actually a good doco on him. I actually respect the young fella. Yeah, oh, he's uh, unbelievable what uh, he's done. Unbelievable. Uh, 0457 736 736. Like Capewell last night, who's some of those uh, unlikely heroes? Boys, what about this? I, I worked out how easy it is to coach in the National Rugby League. How easy is it? You've got to do one thing only. What's that? Get COVID. Leave your best halfback out. Yeah, right. So th- Thursday night, they left Nathan Cleary out. Yeah. Panthers won. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, Ricky Jamal Fogarty wasn't available. Canberra won. Adam Reynolds for the Brisbane Broncos last night. Broncos won. So just leave your best halfback out and you win the game. Last night for the Sharks, Braden Trindle wasn't available. Yeah. Sharks lost. <laughs> I'm challenging he, the theory. Is he your seven, is he? Well, he's our six, actually. No. He's our six. So, so who's got your seven? Nicholas Hines. Yes. Yeah, Nicholas. he played. Yeah. We're seeing Nicholas around, aren't we? If yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to watch his kick from the touchline and uh, see. He's taking it back a long way. Yeah. 28 metres out from the goal or must have a decent boot as they move in now. Uh, strikes oh, the ball. Yeah, that, that's... Oh, just sprayed it. That, that's not great coaching because if you're setting the ball up to a point where you're actually impossible to have the legs, you're better off bringing it 12 metres out and at least you know you're a chance of, of getting the kick. Also, one of my pet hates, there's no flags on the top of the post. Yeah. As a kicker, how wind. do you know where the wind is? Yeah, the wind. The only the only one these days is North Sydney Oval. Actually, you're right. We've got to take a break, but there's no indicator here at all, is there, to identify how the wind is. one 300 Crunch time. Brendan Kaus, but Carol, I'm Joel Kane. Brought to you by the Isuzu D-Max is born to live. It's lunchtime, which means it's crunch time on SEN. Brought to you by the extraordinary Isuzu MUX. Go your own way with the three-litre Isuzu. Back to crunch time. Uh, we're in the second hour of the program. Of course, you can catch up on the podcast. And uh, just like that, the Roosters are in again. Great skill. It was a wonderful try. A long it? ball went out there. Bridie Parker, who scored the first try of the match, well, she caught this terrific ball. The first try, incidentally, Isabella Kelly set it up for Bridie Parker. Well, Bridie Parker this time set it up for Isabella Kelly. And this time She's they kick it. it. Ten points to nil. The Roosters yeah, leading the Knights kicked. in the NRLW. 15 minutes gone in the first half. Now, gentlemen, just as we go to our next guest, um, I want to talk about this. So this is the individual records for the most capped New South Wales origin players. So you think, imagine playing one game for New South Mm. Wales, which you know all about, Spud, having played seven games for New South Wales. Brad Fittler played 31. Mm. Andrew Eddinghausen played 27. Mm. Paul Gallen, this is just to name a few. Paul Gallen, 24. Laurie Daly, 23. Andrew Johns, 23. Our next guest, 22. 22 State of Origins. The great Rod Wishart is on the line. G'day, Rod. G'day, Joel. How are you, mate? 20. There's only three Origins a year, Rod. How do you knock up 22? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, yeah, I, I must admit I had a good run and um, uh, playing Origin through the through the 90s was uh, was pretty special and 
Yeah, I think I just uh, just did the just did the simple things right, and they just kept on picking me. And and um, and you look back, and then you've chalked up 22 games. And during that period, um, New South Wales won. I was involved in nine series. We won six, and um, uh, so it was a pretty good era. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's pretty special, mate. And um, uh, the Storm. Uh, they actually invited us um, uh, to their uh, team dinner last night, and they uh, uh, they invited myself and my wife to present Tyron his uh, his his debut jumper, which was uh, was was special. And you you know you you hear about um, what Melbourne Storm do, all the little things, and uh, I'm just sort of seeing it all unfold in front of me. And mm. um, and Tyron had his uh, had his time at the Dragons, and um, and then the, the Storm uh, just out of the blue gave him a call and. Uh, in the middle of last year, he he joined them, and he's just from there on, he's just sort of gone from uh, from strength to strength, not without hard work and everything else involved. But uh, but he's he's got himself to a position where he's he's playing his first NRL game, and as a as a as a parent, um, like anyone, um, you're just uh, so proud of him, mainly for for the work that they put in and. And he's—I uh, feel like he's deserved it, and uh, he gets his chance. And um, particularly with the with the Melbourne Storm, such a such a great club. And um, um, so, yeah, looking forward for t- tonight, and um, and really, really happy for Tyron. Hey, Rod, as such a great for the Illawarra, uh, particularly the Illawarra Steelers, and uh, down there in Wollongong. Was any part of you disappointed that he left the St George Illawarra Dragons, or, or conversely, are you actually happy that he gets away from from your legacy as a Illawarra player, and he goes to carve yep. out his own down there at the Melbourne Storm. How, how do you oh, feel about all that? Yeah. No, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's uh, the way it was. Uh, I think it should be. Uh, you know, I think he's pretty keen to sort of pave his own, um, you know, uh, way through uh, through his career, and and to do that at the at the Dragons, it might have been a you know, there's there's a shadow there that um, that he probably felt like um, he's in, although he's playing in a different position, and it's, and it's a completely different era these days, and. But I do think it was um, uh, it was great that Melbourne um, identified Tyron. Um, he was with the with the Dragons, who were, I guess you got to uh, I got to admit they were, were non-committal, and then all of a sudden um, um, Melbourne just, uh, just reached their their hand out, and, uh, and and Tyron took it with two hands, and and it's pretty well documented how the um, how the Storm uh, operate, and and as I said before, I'm just seeing it unfold um, firsthand, and it's uh, he's sort of flourishing and. I think it's a it's a um, it's a real bonus that he's got that opportunity and uh, to do it on his own and down in Melbourne, sort of flying under the radar, which is uh, which is I think that's probably why they get there a lot of their success. Yeah, wishy um, spot here, mate. I just want to say congratulations to yourself and Gil as parents. Um, I think your son has been fantastic. Watch him in the trial form. But as they say, the apple ain't fall far from the tree, right? Like you, you guys look identical in the head. <laughs> But he's tough. He plays in the centres. You're a winger. <laughs> it's true, Spud. He's um, yeah. He's um, well. He, he grew up playing um, oh fullback and then uh, inside backs, and um, he's still probably he's still working out where his uh, his, his true position is. But uh, Melbourne did um, bring him on as a as a as a pure utility at number fourteen, and um, and Hooker is uh, is where he seems to be uh, getting some success as well. But um, uh, they're open-minded uh, with uh, with the position. Um, look, to be honest, Spud, you've got to be highly technical to be a winger, and you can't just be a winger overnight. So, uh, I know wishy. you stood out on the wing a lot, and you no, like no, 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 the wishy. The only but... thing you had was big thighs. Okay, that's all you had. 
<laughs> you were uh, you were a, ring, a winger in a front rower's body, mate. And, um, <laughs> Correct. Hey, wishy, I know where you wanted to be. Wishy, um, yep. two questions in one. Like, where do you see Tyron's best position if, if you had your say? And I know you'd be more than happy for him to play anywhere in the National Rugby League, but where do you see yep. his best position? And for those who haven't yet seen Tyron play, who would you say that he plays a similar style to that the listeners may know? Mm, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a real good question. And uh, I, I'm the jury's still out on that one, to be honest. Um, and he's still developing. Um, he's a, he was a late bloomer. And uh, I think he's still sort of um, physically pr- um, um, growing as well. So he could be a lock. Uh, I know he's defensively uh, in the last two games at the, at the trials. And, and it was a real step up for him. He was, he was quite comfortable there. And um, but he grew up with um, with some some reasonable uh, ball skills playing in the playing in the middle. So, and I think his vision and his um, his understanding of the game is very good as well. So, I don't know when when I I asked the same question to the Storm and they they was they said look uh, give us time we'll work out what the best position is for him and um, I, I really trust their uh, uh, the system they've got and um, and I think now with the with the game ever changing. Uh, utility is really, really important, and um, I think everyone wants to have their own position. But uh, maybe that was um, uh, an old way of thinking. Yeah, well, it's a big night. They take on the Tigers, uh, so this is a big old game, and to play for such a famous club. And you think about, like, you'd be playing dummy half, and only in recent years, you know, Cameron Smith, Brandon Smith, Harry Grant. Tyron Wishart. Uh, huge, isn't it, Brennan? Yeah, absolutely huge. And g'day, Rod. It's Brendan Cal here, your favourite Australian actor. And I just wanted to ask you, like... Hi, <laughs> oh, Brendan. With... How are you, mate? Hey, mate. I mean, you must, be, you must be in your 50s now. You're just starting to relax. Now you've got to relive the anxiety and tension of rugby league all over again. I mean, did you did you tell the kid he has to play rugby league or did he tell you? How does it come about? No, like, as soon yeah, as he's no. out of the womb, you throw the ball and say, this is what you're doing. You're not playing the tuba. You're not going into real estate. Don't do any maths work. You're playing footy. He was born with a pair of uh, footy boots on, mate. And, um, was he? Uh, he? He always wanted it. And um, I guess the, uh, you know, even at, at a, a young age, and I, uh, with this presentation we had last night, it was. Um, um, we I told the uh, the boys at the storm. He said it was um, unlike everyone else. They, but uh, everyone wants to play NRL. But he, he put some goals up on on the ceiling of his uh, of his of his bedroom above his Did bed. He? And he, one of them was to play NRL, and he was he was focused on that from uh, uh, from the word go. And and it hasn't been always um, a, a smooth road for him. So he's had mm. some disappointments, and he's had some uh, some injuries, and. But uh, to his credit, he's stayed true to himself and he's worked really, really hard and, um, and he's got where he wants to be. But um, That's amazing. I'm, we'll I just make sure he stays away from mate. those Brandon Smith characters while he's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's there. They've got a good atmosphere and a good, uh, good bunch of blokes and I think that's one of the reasons. And he feels really um, part of a family down there at, um, at Melbourne, but they, they really do uh, do the little things well down there. Mm. Well, Rod, 7.35pm uh, tonight. It's going to be a very, very nervous watch as the number 14 makes his way uh, there. Combat Stadium is the venue. Tigers take on the Melbourne Storm. You've played all these games for Australia, for New South Wales. The list goes on. But I imagine this will be up there with uh, right up there for the nerves, Rod. We, we wish yourself and Gil and the family all the very best and a successful night for Tyron. Oh, that's great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the call.
See you guys. Yeah. Have fun, man. What, what a career. And, and, you know, what an honour, you know, to be mm. able to see. And you know what? He'd probably give all those away just for his son to get this opportunity tonight, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would. But you know, I just like what he said. You know, a lot of the young kids out there, and it doesn't matter if you're a rugby league player. It could be an act that you have up and downs. Yeah. And like I said, I remember watching him in New South Wales Cup, but someone's seen you know, the foresight of getting him an opportunity, and that being the Melbourne Storm. What a, what a club to go to. That's yeah. right. There's actually a chapter in the book, The Plum. Yeah. Uh, where Peter takes his son Gavin down and they have the exact discussion there where this guy's seen something in him, yeah. they've flown him down and they try to recruit him at, mm. at 17. Um, so I, I might have to send a copy to Rod. Yeah, was, was Ryan Hoffman in the book? Uh, yeah, Ryan Hoffman was in the, book. In the yeah, book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, absolutely. And the, yeah. and the ex-wife went down. Um, the ex-wife Renee went Renee down. Renee went yeah. down. Oh, that, was a, that, was a very, <laughs> that was a very interesting... Quite a uh, night to come. Quite a night to come. Yeah. The, the pilot, keep an eye on him. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that shifty buggers. Boys, I know we're only in the, uh, the first week of footy, but how many weeks is it going to be that we start thinking who's going to be first to get the cut in the, in the coaches? We're, we're talking about Barrett, Patton... And we've got Maguire. But two what about, weeks. What about the South Coast? Two weeks. <laughs> It'll be two weeks. There'll be someone yeah. who's none from two, and someone look ahead at the draw, and they go, oh, they're none from two, and they've got them coming up, them coming up, them coming up. Yeah. Uh, th- it'll start quick. Don't worry about that. Uh, we've got to take a quick break, boys. Uh, keep these text messages coming through. Uh, such a good chat with Wishy, a superstar for Illawarra, and an incredible record. Game one of 98. He was immense. Great move for Tyron. Wish him all the best, even at the Storm. Love Spanky. Well Thanks, said, Spanky. Spanky. Yep. What a great name. Yeah. Spanky. One, uh, another one here for Wishy. Especially hey, on a Saturday. Uh, a mate and I have a term for our spent legs when snowboarding. How's your wishies? Sound- <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome when yelled oh. across uh, the ski fields. Uh, there you go. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is a way to have your say. Uh, this is crunch time. All thanks to Isuzu. We appreciate their support for another year as well. Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Crunch time, Spuddy, is our man here in the middle. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Cowes decided to crack open the rice paper rolls. Um, just, just while you dust your fingers off there, Brennan, sauce on your mouth, mate. Can you share with the listeners about this Other show side. that Spud's watching? Spud just said, <laughs> "Have you got any suggestions for me for the Foxtel? I've been watching this show. It's a little slow though. It's called Time. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, just, yes. And he had no idea how funny <laughs> what he'd said was. Yeah. Um, it just adds to the canon of incredible Spud." Carol one-liners over the years that I just adore. <laughs> I've been slow. watching the show. It's a bit slow. It's called time. <laughs> uh, speaking I, of time. It's like I've, I've been in this thing called life. <laughs> <laughs> There's six minutes speaking of time remaining in the first half of the NRLW. The Knights have struck oh. back, so it's Roosters 10 leading the Newcastle Knights 6. Now, boys, we are at this beautiful SCG. The pitch, I, I, I do think, is that cricket pitch in the middle or, or just left of centre, on the western side, I would say. Uh, I do think there may be discussion about that this afternoon, but hopefully not. Hopefully no injuries, etc. But it, it does look a little bit concerning. But anyway, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Now, boys, I just thought, given that the Roosters, it's their last year here, full-time at the SCG, I'd take you through some of the great uh, events that's happened at the SCG, mainly about cricket. Ponting had twin centuries. It was his 100th test. He took on South Africa. The only person to do it, he knocked up twin centuries. Mm. Um, Michael Clark, it was 2008. They looked gone. They needed three wickets yes, the in the over. final over. Mm. He knocked them over. Michael there. Clark, you were there. I was there. You were here. Yeah, I was here. Yeah, you were here. I that, was here for the Steve War Steve too. Wars, Steve Wars, I was up there. Steve Wars, another one. Yeah. Uh, Michael Clark, 329 not out. 
It was, uh, yeah, I was there too. You were here, not yeah. there. You were here. I was here. It happened here. Yeah, but I was there. Yeah, you were there. When it was here. Because it wasn't here now, no. it was then and there. Have mm. you heard of this thing called time? It moves very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sir Donald Bradman, Sid Barnes, they put on 405. I was there. You were no, there? I was there for the one. <laughs> I was actually here for this one. India scored 700 in 2004. Really? I, was uh, here, I was here for the first ever night cricket game. Really? Yeah. And we uh, snuck in over there. What's that lady stand? They tried to get us out. Yeah. But I think um, Joel Garner hit a big six and only hit the clock. Joel Garner? Yeah, he bloody whack him. Uh, speaking about West Indies, Brian Lara, he scored 277, which led for him to name his eldest daughter Sydney. Did you know uh, that? Is that what it was? God, he was beautiful to watch. Maybe the most beautiful to watch. Uh, Steve Wall, you mentioned the last yeah. 400. Yeah. But where, where I want to go to here, and this is actually a little bit eerie, that uh, in 2007, Shane Warne, McGrath and Langer retired together here at this venue in 2007. And, and was that far ago? That was wow. 2007. They retired together. Langer, uh, War, sorry, Langer, McGrath and Warne. Mm. And then 1984, Lily, Chapel, and Marsh wow. retired together at this very mm. venue in 1984. Now, we'll talk about Shane Warne in, in a moment, but... You played Rod Marsh. Yeah, I did. I was lucky enough to... And how's that? I played Rod Marsh in the telly movie, the Channel 9 telly movie of How's That, uh, about Kerry Packer's war on cricket. Um, and, and the phenomenal and wild story about how one day cricket began. Because mm. yeah. Strop, who was a Melbourne comedian, right. came to him and said, I've got this idea. And it's wild, this thing that took over cricket for the 80s and 90s was, you know the brainchild of a of a Melbourne comedian, but Packer was just rich enough and mad enough to yeah. go with it. And Lockie Hume played him. And Lockie Hume very much imbued the role at the Did time. He? Like, he mm. went, he put the weight on, he ate nothing but Hungry Jacks and Fanners. <laughs> he was smoking the beds and hedges. He was going around. He talked to us like we were his children. And it was amazing, yeah, playing Rod. I, I had to, Trevor Chapel, the infamous Trevor Chapel was our cricket coach. Mm. And um, I had to learn to bat left-handed. Oh, I did Trevor Chapel actually was your cricket coach. Well, yeah, because it, what happened was Matt Lenevez, yeah. he, he played a bit. You know, Brad Haddon played with Matt. Right. Brad said we were terrified to face, face Matt Lenevez. And I played indoor cricket with him, and he, he's expressed pace. Right. Right. And he has a terrible temper. So he's a, he's a terrifying fast bowler to face. Mm. I faced him a lot, and he's quick. And Damon Gamo. Uh, played Greg Chapel. And we'd all played, you know, kind of grade level. We were mm. all pretty good. Yeah. Um, so John Edwards, the producer, also did Love My Way with Was that part of the um, That's casting? That's right, yeah. Yes. Well, he said, if we can get these three guys yeah. that, you know, when they hit the ball, when they field, they'll, they kind of look maybe not as good as these yeah, guys. but, but pass mark. But pass mark for Rod Mark. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, when I was wicket-keeping, I could wicket-keep a bit. Um then they just used us all the time because it was the first time in the telly movies, you know, and many of them came after this with the underbelly and everything um, and these true stories that Australia became obsessed with, um, cutting in original footage, cutting in stock footage with yeah. dramatisations. Wow. So this was the first one. We didn't know if it would work or not because we're going, we're going to go from this to when Jeff Thompson gets hit in the face to, yeah. you know, like to Joel Garner coming into me and mm. we're going to cut into the real far out. It's like, how's this going to go? Yeah. This, but it looked awesome, mm. you know, with all the filters and stuff. And 
Um, but my my brown contact lenses kept going up inside my eyeball. That's the detail. Yes, yeah, so, because I've got blue. I've got beautiful blue eyes. You're swimming in them right now. <laughs> but I, I, I had to get browning in them. I had to, yeah, I had to get the browns. Yeah, wow. In every day. So that's that kept, the detail. The left hand batting. The brown eyes. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't play Rod Marsh with blue no. eyes, no, can you? You no. know what I mean? Especially when you're playing real people. Um, how, many, that, how, many, how many deliveries did you face up to in that in the shoot? Like, I know they go cut, cut, cut. But how many times did you have to face Matt flying it in? Yeah, well, oh, who was it? Was it Tomo um, who got hit in the jaw famously by Joel Garner? Or what was the other? Yeah, it was Tombo. It was Jeff Thompson. So I was there for that bit, and that took like half a day. Um, And so when he got the bouncer, and so I faced the ball before that because I turned the strike over. So, yeah, I would have faced 50, 60 balls, and they they were coming down at me. Um, But, yeah, and later on that year when I was here at the SCG, I got invited to the Prime Minister's suite or whatever, and I actually showed John Howard to his seat. Did you? Because um, he didn't know where he was going, <laughs> um, you know, but I'll leave that there. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and Rob Marsh was there, and I, I was shooting at the time, so I had the moustache. Yeah. And I went over to Rod, and I said, how are you going? And he goes, oh, you're playing me. And I said, let's go out and have a beer. So I went out wow. and sat, wow. um, and I watched an entire session wow. um, sitting next to Rod Marsh wow. with matching moustaches. <laughs> and he was, yeah, a lovely bloke. Really quietly mm. spoken, real listener. Yeah. Really interested in the acting world, and yeah. and just you know, just a great guy to sit there and have a have a schooner with, and and watch the cricket, whilst pretending to be him. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> that, last week was two massive humans, um, great sporting identities, but how close them passing away together. Mm. Shane Warne actually texted or posted something wow. saying he's he's disbelief. Well, it was the Friday and the Saturday, yeah. wasn't it? So it was a week ago today, Shane Warne. Mm. Did you boys ever... I, I didn't meet Shane Warne, but did you boys ever come I across him? I met him a couple of times um, with Russell, actually. Um, when Russell was doing that min, uh, movie Cinderella, man, he actually... We were doing some shoots, just practising, and he, I thought someone shot him. He just dived to the ground, but he uh, popped his shoulder out, and he went through Errol Elcott, who's yeah. the physio, because yeah. he looked, looked after Shane Warne, and uh, he used the same doctor and had to have a quick operation, but... Um, yeah, Warney was just, um, you know, he was always, you know, nice up front and um, just loved meeting people. Do you know what, right, with both those big, big characters, and, and we have seen this ourselves where a big name has passed away and, and everyone publicly are very lavish with praise, mm. but then you hear these squirrels behind, but this person was that mm. and they were that. They weren't as probably nice as what was being portrayed. But with these two... You, one you, bad word. No, you don't hear a bad no, word, they, do you? Like, no. It's a legitimately... They were loved, you know. Rod Marsh no. loved, Shane Warren right. loved. Just and hearing I, that from Brendan to say, "Mate, you, you're playing me and going to have a beer." Like, how good's that? Yeah, and yeah. sat there the whole session and didn't look around. Like he was just like, "No, we're sitting there and watching a session together." Yeah. So it was a good couple of hours. Yeah. You know, it was just oh, the right. two of us. But you know, following Shane Warren on Instagram, you know, one of the last memories I have of his social media is, and Jackson Warren kind of wrote, "This is very standard." Mm. I think he was in a hotel somewhere. Yeah. And uh, you know, and a kid's come out going, "I'm a leg spinner." And he's gone, oh, hold the, hold the car for a second. And yeah, he's got out yeah, of the car, yeah. got the ball, goes, go back 10 feet. And he's, and he's videoed it with the dad and everything wow. there. And he's, yeah. and he's stopped the car for 10 minutes. Wow. And given, given this kid, what, a $1,000 bloody leg spin class. Yeah. And the son's there going, this is pretty normal. <laughs> We're always waiting to leave the bloody hotel. Dad has to give a course in leg spin. But 
He would do that. He would say, get your dad to send the videos. He'd, you know wow. what I mean? He was that guy going, if you've got a passion for leg spin, I'll help you. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Shane Warne. Rest in peace, Rod Marsh. So much support. Uh, after the break, uh, Spud, he's going to come off the back fence because he's got a cage and he wants to rattle it. He's rattling the cage. Go. This is the crunch time. Thanks to the Isuzu D-Max, born to live. Brendan Cow, Joel Kane, and the great Spud Carroll. Uh, Brendan Cow, Spud Carroll, I'm Joel Kane. Crunch time brought to you by the Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Super Bowl Tim's just come in. Timmy Manor has come in uh, fresh from the Super Bowl. The great yeah. man, he's going to call the game with Matty White, which is the Roosters taking on the Newcastle Knights right here on SEN League and NRL Nation. So we look forward to that. one 1170 457 736 736 is the text line. You can also tweet us at, at uh, 1170 SEN. Boys, are you into your Seinfeld at all? Yeah, love Seinfeld. Right, yeah. Calms me down. Okay, well, Timmy's into his Seinfeld. Are you into his Seinfeld? Yeah, love but, Seinfeld. Okay, well, I, I love it, but I, I just get lost on a couple of the characters. Uh, this one comes from the Reptile. He said, G'day, guys. I have revision for Seinfeld SEN. He said, Spud is David Putty. Is that, a, is that it, right? <laughs> is that Kramer? No, you're David Putty, apparently. Who's which David Putty? One of Elaine's boyfriends, isn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, uh, Seal? Is that a fair call? Yeah, I'll take it. Who am I? Uh, BC is Frank Constanza. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Unacceptable. Okay, and I'm Joe Devola. Yeah, that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, Joe, that yeah. Sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Hey, Ian, remember Ian Rubin? Big Ian Rubin? Yeah. He used to, um, he went on a uh, you know, footy show once and uh, he just wanted to ask, answer one question. He reminds me of Kramer. <laughs> And the question was, uh, what sort of dog has the, um, the Queen got? And he went, ding. And I went, then He goes, a chihuahua, wahwa. <laughs> uh, keep the text messages coming in. Mark from Prairiewood Spud in the post-match. Uh, oh, they said, oh, that's play on for mine anyway. I can't read it out, but that's play on. Uh, unsung heroes. We all know about Benji's flick pass. But what about Paddy Richards? Uh, yeah, hey, boys, just on the concussion debate, I never played professional sport, but I have a few in my time. One day at the gym, I ran into a barber. I was talking about concussions uh, that was on a rack, and it knocked me clean out. It took me a week to get over it, so I went to the doctor, and he said, if I was still playing a contact sport, he said I would have told you to give it away straight away. The green-keeping rooster with a bit of self-inflicted pain. Anyway, let's do this. Let's get fired right up. Just charge back to that fence, bud. Mm. It's time for a cage to be rattled by you. Rattle the cage! Let's yes. do this. It's time to rattle the cage with Mark Spud Carroll. Oh, I'll tell you, I miss this. The rattler's back! I'll tell you what. Got two today. Couple of clients at Spud's gym today. I've got to rattle their cage because dead set. What they got to understand, humidity, which happens mm. when it stops raining, mm. it causes body odour. Yeah. And nothing worse than body odor. Oh, no. Puts some smelly stuff on. It's called deodorant. Stop doing this. The second one is. No, hang on. Before we move off the on. first one, how, how do you handle that? This was a question asked yesterday. So if you have somebody who's got yep. bad breath or odor or whatever, yep. what's the way to approach it? Right. What's the problem? Well, what happened today? Yeah. This person in question, mm. I'm not going to mention who it was, no. stunk. Yeah, so how did you play it? I went and got my can of Lynx spray and I sprayed them. <laughs> and somebody said, you can't do that. I said, it was Africa. No, it was black. It was, yeah. it was beautiful. But, man, I love, I love the smell. So I couldn't do that myself. I'll just wear it. Well, but you, but you, I mean, my gym, mate. I've got to have, yeah. I can't have it not smelling no, like fair odor. But I'm, not, I'm not sure if you're actually in the right job because, I mean, a gym has got to be the place where people are going to be at their most odorous. 
Nah, not at Spuds, mate. Not at <laughs> when spuds. you're asking people to walk into your gym, train and smell like the David Pound. Jones You know one of my favourite sayings? Look good, feel, feel good, good, smell, smell good. good. Okay, yeah. mate, you got to be right. Hey, boys, sorry, before, you get, no, before you get on a second two, we have to address this immediately. Uh, one of the great reach-arounders has just come into the box, the great Gary Belcher, who, by the way, who, by the way, I will say that played in the last grand final here in 1987. Is that right, reach-around? You lost. Reach around Belcher. So what he used to do back in the old days, sorry Spud, you know how these days you put the ball down, you play the ball, right? Reach around was petrified about them raking, like Benny Elias coming in at him. No, so he used to actually get up and play the ball and plonk it immediately behind him. <laughs> you got to see him, mate. Spud it's... Carroll was the great, one of the great rakers, mate. Spud Carroll's one of the you... great rakers. Oh, you I love pro- raking. Oh, you're a prolific raker. Mate, with a size 15 boots, remember the big studs, 18, yeah. 20 mils? I used to love stomping on feet. Spud studs. Yes. Get them in your face. Get them in there. Question let's Number two. With this heavy rain this week, it's been torrential at times. I want to rattle the cage for the bullfeds who walk around without an umbrella, right? Only wearing a wet weather. And guess what? They come up and say, oh, geez, it's wet. <laughs> Thanks, Scoop. Like, seriously, <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah. That's anyway. me. I don't like an umbrella. Really? No, nah, because I always go inside out and always forget them. So I'd much rather just put the hood of the windbreaker over their yeah, head no, no. and just barrel through. I'm, no. I'm like you. I, I actually, in many ways, are in awe of people who have the umbrella, A, that it can be where you started, and B, it can be where you finished. Oh, and then yeah. you, all the logistics come together. What about if you go somewhere like a cafe, right, mm. and you don't get the timing right, you walk in there and you come out and it's absolutely coming down. If you see an umbrella there on the bucket, what do you do? Do you take it? <laughs> no. no. Mate, you know the best ones are? The Bunnings. They're the best. Yeah, they've, they've made a little nice little niche with that green umbrella, mm. haven't yeah, they? Yeah, they really have. one 300 1170 This is Crunch Time brought to you by the Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Spud Carroll, Brendan Cowell, I'm Joel Kane. Gary Belcher getting ready. Timmy Manor getting ready. So too Matty White for the big game coming up. The Roosters taking on the Newcastle Knights Oof. right here on SEN. yeah welcome back to we're at the scg here the beautiful hallowed ground of the scg this is crunch time brendan cow spud carol i'm joel kane Uh, all thanks to isuzu and we are gearing up thanks to dometic gearing up for saturday footy thanks to dometic patrol an icebox with a sense of adventure. 3 p.m. Our, our team here, Gary Belcher, Timmy Manor, headed up by Matty White, will call the Roosters taking on the Knights. It's a mighty, mighty assignment, isn't it, for the Newcastle Knights? It's a slick surface, which I think uh, Trent Robinson's men will absolutely love. They are the NRL Nation call team, Matty White, Timmy Manor, and Gary Belcher. Teams are through, or just about coming through here. Sam Walker and Luke Keary will team up for the first time in the halves. Yes. As uh, the champion number six, Keary, returns from a knee reconstruction. I know many people, boys, are tipping the Roosters to win the comp, but it is absolutely imperative that Luke Keary plays a large chunk of the season, isn't it? God, it feels like a while since he's played rugby league, yeah. doesn't it? Yep. And he was one of my favourite players, you know, like the pace that he gets, you know, in the ruck, moving with the ball, that, that kind of electricity that I, that I noticed with Panthers, you know, watching the Panthers the other night, I forgot about how fast they are when they've got the ball in hand. And Luke Keary pairing him up, um, you know, with that young half, I, I just so excited to see what they can do out there. But, you know, who knows with the Knights? Uh, boys, quick update here in the NRLW. They've literally just come back on the field. First set with the ball, the Roosters. Gee, this left edge is having a field day. Isabella Kelly shovels it out to Bridie Parker. So they pick up their third, 14 points to six. 
The Roosters leading the Newcastle Knights in the NRLW. 33 minutes remaining, but they have been carving them up mm. on the left-hand side, Spud. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Fords exchange. Um, Hargraves, and I love Lindsay Collins. He was, he was missing at the back end of last year. Um, Crichton's gone to a new level, but also Victor Radley. Maybe mm. rattles a few cages. I really do hope he comes out line. Yeah. Don't change the way you play, right? Hit him legal and get on with it. What about the uh, the carryover points for the judiciary have been scrapped? So, Scrub. so Radley and Warrior Hargreaves are going, <laughs> <laughs> let's go, boys. Uh, they'll be up and about. Don't worry so about that. So it should that. be too much, John. Yeah. I agree, Spud. I yeah. totally agree. And Ricky Stewart. Has have problems with his buttocks because of the rule, but you know he should be feeling better after last night. The Newcastle Knights, Adam Clune, uh, he steps up to fill Mitchell Pearce's shoes at halfback. While Dane Gagai, he's back in the Knights' colours, and didn't they miss him last night? South Sydney, uh, Daniel Safidi is out of the match with a fracture in his left tibia, uh, which there was a hip drop involved in that. I'm, who, mm. I forget who got him with the hip drop, but I yeah. can't believe that you know he's out for a month. What, uh, a, low, what a low tackle. It's a low tackle. It absolutely Literally. Is. Nick Meaney comes into the another six. Do we say that? For the Melbourne Storm? Yeah. 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 I think that'll be really interesting. Kind of plucked him out of the the Luke Thompson uh, hip drop, I think it was. That's Blake. Right. Yeah, the Bulldogs flicked him. Bellamy, once again, I'll have him. Now yeah. he's playing six. He gets his chance. Hey, boys, what about this? We mentioned Clune in the halves. Can you believe this? I, I don't think this has ever happened before. Mm. So out of the 16 teams, there's only two teams who have a halves pairing who have ever played halves together in the National Rugby League. Only two of the 16. They, they haven't ever met. <laughs> it's like they just met today. Yeah, two of the 16, which was wow. uh, Manly with mm. Kieran Foran and Daly Cherry Evans and then Mitchell Moses and Dylan Brown. All yeah. other 14 halves well, yeah. pairings have never played mm. in the National well, Rugby just League goes together. To show it's hard to find sevens and sixes these days as blokes get bigger and you know, it's a real specialty area. Um, that's why I played 5-8 in the 14 Bs for De La Salle Cronulla. You know, you need <laughs> yeah. the right bloke it just, in that position. It just feels like the 7s and 6s are at 6s mm. and 7s. Exactly. Warriors versus the Dragons <laughs> from Sunshine Coast Stadium. You can hear that one through the SENZ tile on the SEN app with uh, Sammy Hewitt and Tony Kemp. I, I'm not a fan of this one, boys, and I'd love to know what Badger's thoughts are on this, but Chanel Harris-Tavita starts at fullback. The fullback mm. role is so important. Uh, I think that's a big miss for the Warriors, Chanel Harris-DeVita, but Badge can have his say after 2 o'clock with Whitey and also Timmy Manor. He starts at fullback. They don't have Reese Walsh. They don't have um, Roger Tuovasa-Shek anymore. They've won three of their last 16. And Spud, last year, the Warriors, it was their worst defence in 18 years. Yeah, right. Well, Nathan Brown should sharpen that up. He gets the boys galvanised. They've got some really good mobile forwards, but... Yeah, they're going to miss. Um, they're going to miss a bit of flair at the back, aren't they? Yeah, yeah I think you know, up against the Dragons, Sloan at fullback, he's, oh. he's sensational. He? Just the the speed of these young kids. And the thing is, well, think about if they make a mistake, they just brush it off. They don't worry about it. If they drop a ball, they just play on. Listeners, yes, do yourself yeah. a favour with Sloan tonight, right? I, yeah, I think he can, he can win the top try score. He mm. plays so flat. Mm. If he even senses a break, like Nathan Blacklock, he's off on his bike. Mm. He is gone. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Cody Ramsey, he'll be on the wing. Talato Amone will partner Ben Hunt in the half. So there's another half pairing who haven't been together. The Tigers, the Hastings, Oliver Gildart. It was a nice touch from the West Tigers. They've flown his parents out from the old dart to see mm. Oliver Gildart. Uh, Tyrone Peachy, he's been named to play his first game for the club. Uh, Nelson wow. Sofa-Solomona has been 
been prompted to the starting side after Jesse Bromwich uh, was ruled out due to the COVID protocols there. And we did speak with uh, earlier on with Rod Wishart. Uh, good luck to Tyron Wishart mm. in that gearing up for today's footy. Thanks to Dometic. Everything you need for adventures, big or small, mobile living made easy. Dometic Outdoor. Uh, yeah, so the stage is set. Boys around the grounds here. It's the Roosters 14. Well in control. They have looked the dominant force in this particular match for the most part. There's still half an hour remaining, though. 14 points to six. They lead the Newcastle Knights. You're staying here, Brendan, eh? And watch your game. Yeah, I thought... I, I love watching footy at the SCG, and I'm a member here. So, I, yeah, I've got um, my nephew and a couple of friends um, coming down. We're going to spend the afternoon here. And I just think... You know, I'm heading back to London in a few months and, you know, I, I get to watch James Tedesco. I get to watch Caelan Ponga play, you know, the greatest sport in the world. Why wouldn't you just sit here and watch that? When's Avatar dropping? Avatar drops uh, at Christmas. Does it? Yeah, so the trailer should be out soon. I was wow. just texting with the uh, makeup artist, actually. She's over um, in America doing a Paul Giamatti movie. I love Paul Giamatti. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, tell me he's a nice bloke. Please tell yeah. me she does. He, she says he reminds me of a lot, a lot of you. Yeah, Very yeah. polite, lovely man. You'd love him. And I went, oh, thank God. Sideways is definitely in my type five, top five all-time movies. I will not drink Merlot. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that was a bit of So, film two. Uh, we've just had another try yeah, here, Joel. beautiful run. Uh, I'll get that. It was a number They're 12. walking away with it, the Roosters. But it's Avatar 2. Uh, it comes out in this December. I've got a little bit of work to do on film three next year, and that'll come out Christmas 2024. Mm. But... Yeah, all signs are that it's it's pretty incredible. How big a part do you play in it? Can you share that much or not? Yeah, I would say um, I'm in the starting team. You're in the starting team? Yeah, I would say I'm in the starting team. Right. Kind of probably an outside back. Yeah. I Wait, would say. What colour are you, blue? No, no, I'm not blue. I'm I'm human. Oh, you're human. And okay. I'm doing bad things to blue. Oh, okay. I'm not nice to blue. UV blue. Yeah, yeah, it's me V blue. Yeah. So I'm basically, <laughs> you know... Cameron Smith. Yeah, you I know. like it. Yeah. Wow. No, I I, I, uh, I play a pirate, Captain Mick Scoresby, and um, you know I've uh, I've got some personal interests. Um, you on know, the back of this, interests. on the back of this, will this be the biggest thing you've ever done? Well, you can't do anything bigger. No, because this is the most expensive movie ever made. That's right. You know, and um, hope you I've got, got paid a... fullback money. What's that? I hope you got paid fullback <laughs> money. Well, they, you know, because I'm not what's commonly known as a movie star. So they give all their monies to the movie stars, and then they give a little bit to the guys that really want to be in the movie. <laughs> uh, well done. Don't forget, Crunch Time is back on Sunday all year. Uh, Jaleesa Rapp, Steve O'Keefe, Adam Dewey on tomorrow from 12. It's all happening. But right now, Crunch Time, thanks to Isuzu and Red Rooster. We hand the reins to Matty White, Gary Belcher and Timmy Menner. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.